0: Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life, and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth, and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor and creator of Conscious Leadership and property investor living in the UK.
1: Section three of my chapter in the authorities with Dr. John Gray, Marcy Shimoff and Raymond Aaron, where I'm the featured author on motivation does activate and sustain behavior. So this part of the chapter is around self-perception. So I'm going to cover self-perception, collective perception and choices in this short section. And there's already been two before this if you would like to listen to the first parts of the chapter so the whole thing makes sense. So self-perception. Self-perception is the belief or disbelief in our own capabilities to achieve a goal or an outcome. These beliefs provide the foundation for human motivation, well-being and personal accomplishment. This is because unless you believe that your actions can produce the outcomes you desire, you will have little incentive to act or to persevere in the face of difficulties. Of course, human functioning is influenced by many factors. The success or failure you experience as you engage the countless tasks comprise your life naturally influences the many decisions you must make. Also the knowledge and skills you possess will certainly play critical roles in what you choose to do and not do. People's level of motivation, emotional stress and actions are based more on what they believe than on what is objectively true. For this reason how you behave can often be Often be better predicted by the beliefs you hold about your capabilities than by what you are actually capable of accomplishment, accomplishing. Um, I have to say, listeners, it's far harder to read a book. Out loud, even when you've written it yourself, um, there's, I'm stumbling and making mistakes. So, um, yes, I'm human. You only need to watch one of the reality TV shows to see how clearly some people are deluded about their own abilities. The opposite is also true. You talk to someone who you know is gifted and they think and believe the complete opposite. Again, in addition to the book, how do you feel about yourself and your skill set? Do you think you're better than possibly you are? I've met a lot of people like that in business over the years. Or do you actually? minimize your capabilities and your strengths and again I've met a lot of people like that over the years. So think about the reality of the situation and where are your beliefs coming from and what can you do about them. Back to the book. Our upbringing and early, early influences or even a recent happening have a huge part to play in how and what we believe about ourselves. The great news though is whatever has happened in the past does not have to happen in our future. These perceptions help determine what you do with the knowledge and skills you have. They also explain why your behaviours are sometimes not matched to your actual capabilities and why your behaviour may differ wildly from somebody else, even when you have similar knowledge and skills. For example, many talented people suffer frequent and sometimes debilitating bouts of self-doubt about capabilities they clearly possess, just as many individuals are confident about what they can accomplish despite, possession, p- despite possessing a modest repertoire of skills. Belief and reality are seldom perfectly matched and individuals are typically guided by their beliefs when they engage the world. As a consequence, your accomplishments are generally better predicted your self-perception than by your previous achievements, knowledge or skills. Of course, no amount of confidence or self-appreciation can produce success when requisite skills and knowledge are absent. Skills and knowledge can only be gained if you want them enough and you find the right mentor to teach you. Interesting. Again, in addition to the book, you find the right mentor to teach you, you can learn the skills or certainly learn the knowledge through reading, listening to these podcasts, you know, mine and other people's, and thinking about what that really means to you. Now, a mentor will give you a shortcut. So you can learn and you can um, through books and and various other guises, but the mentor will actually give you a shortcut to get into where you want to be because they've already trod the path that you aspire to do, whether it's their skill set or within business, whatever it is, they're already doing it. So if you choose a mentor, please make sure that they truly are doing what they've said they've done. I have a real issue with um, business mentors, business coaches who actually don't run a business. They have the theoretical knowledge, but they don't have the real knowledge in doing the thing that they're mentoring others in. Um, it's a re- it is a real bugbear of mine. Anyway, back to the book. So collective perception. Because individuals operate collectively as well as individually, self-perception is both a personal and a social construct. Collective systems develop a sense of collective effectiveness. It can create the group's shared belief in its capability to attain goals and accomplish desired tasks. So one brain is one, but the collective brain power of a group equals more than the sum of its parts. It's the adage one plus one equals three, or two plus two equals five. However, this is only true when the collective works together in harmony with the same aim. If members of the collective are working against each other, one brain doesn't even equate to one. It will function at a lesser capability, as will the individual, they're experiencing conflict. Now, a collective can be a team or a working group. So I'm just adding in a bit there about what does collective mean. For example, organizations develop collective beliefs about the capability of their sales force to perform, or their managers to teach and otherwise enhance the lives of their workforce, and of their administrators and policymakers to create environments conducive to these
0: tasks.
1: Organisations as well as individuals also create beliefs that are not positive. They cannot gain additional sales, clients, revenue, etc. Collectiveness creates a culture which which needs to be managed. I'll do a separate session on culture. It's not part of this book, but I'll do a a separate um, uh, podcast on that. Organisations with a strong sense of positive collective perception exercise empowering and vitalizing influences over their employees these effects are evident in their results the power of others attitudes as mentioned previously are contagious and will affect your motivation if you are in the company of a high sender of negative emotion you will be affected if you are in the company of a high sender of positivity it will be less influential as the saying goes It only takes one bad apple to spoil the barrel. Weed out the bad apples and your motivation will improve. Take on more of the good apples that are doing the same things that you want to do and your motivation will improve by leaps and bounds. I'm going to end this session here. We're on eight and a half minutes. I will do choices at the beginning of the next session.
0: Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it and achieve it.